Hey everybody, it's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, back once again with a weekend review and a talent pool preview with the one, the only, it's Jay Devlin. Say hello to people. What up? What's up, brother? Another week in the books. Wonder Woman <laughs> still number one in the box office. Yes. Mike, yes. Michael Volante took down the side bet from everybody this week, so congrats to Mike. Shout out um, group chat. You know, he said on the group chat that it all comes out in the wash or it all evens out. I'm not sure about that because I've been doing nothing but PayPaling people for <laughs> well over a month now. So God sign you should stop gambling? No, just kidding. <laughs> never that, never that. Ed, you, no, know the, you know the mantra, Ed. The next best thing to gambling and winning is gambling and losing. <laughs> <laughs> Action's first time I heard that, but you learn something every day. <laughs> well, let, let's jump into it, though, because you did mention Wonder Woman. You had some, <clears throat> some pretty fire takes on your own podcast, the Mostly Sports Podcast, which does air live 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time on Mondays. And I did want to kind of jump in and say something, but, you know, you, you lead us into it. Lead, lead us into these dangerous waters. I, I definitely want to – I just don't – I don't think they're terribly dangerous, you know. I think, uh, you know, these are just – it's just a – it's just a – it's a Marvel or it's a DC movie about, like, a superhero. I don't think it should be anything that, you know, like, helps social inequality or social justice. The movie was fine. She was really good. She's incredibly hot. Yes. I I believe I believed her with all the action scenes. Like she she looked the part, she fit the part. I just personally thought the movie was a little lazy. Uh, you know, like you have the all-knowing spoiler alert out there for people who haven't seen it. You know, you, like it, she rounds up her her posse of people and it's like an all-knowing Indian guy who's really good at directions and says wise words. <laughs> Like, I get it, dude. Indians, like, know their way around. I, I don't know. It's just, like, a stereotype that we've seen 400 times. A really charming Persian guy from, like, the Near East, you know, who doesn't quite fit in. I, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty lazy with all the stereotypes. Old white guys are bad, and they hate women. And, you know, I, it was fine. It was a fine movie. But I think that, you know, for all the people out there championing this movie, it's like some, like, you know, women's power and women's lib thing. It's like, come on, you can choose something better than fucking Wonder Woman. Okay, now, <laughs> now, now, in, uh, in respect, it's not, yeah. or in, in, in retrospect, quite honestly, it's not even so much like it's it's a big woman. I mean, I think you're, you're, t you're interpreting it a, a little bit wrong. What First of all, yeah. Wonder Woman's a beloved character in comic book lore. That everyone, I mean, most guys. Love Wonder Woman. Yeah, I've been waiting for Wonder Woman. I grew up on the Linda Carter Woman Woman. Can't, mm -hmm. you know, couldn't wait for this movie <clears throat> for obvious reasons. The thing about this movie that really struck a chord, in addition to the fact that <clears throat> that you know it's you know, it's Wonder Woman, it's a strong woman, all this other stuff, is is that it was done right. Zack Snyder had very little to do with it, you know, the, the Godfather of the DC universe, but also that it's not too often and that you see films that are that are you know most largely female led from behind the screen behind the behind the screen and on uh, on front of the screen as and done in in a, in a good way showing straight you, you, the opening scene or the opening sequence we you know we see back in in the flashback is of these women just kind of battling training for war looking super you know dope and strong and a lot of times you know women are kind of relegated to be side pieces in these damn superhero movies so that is more like a a, a release of pent-up demand from the marketplace like okay finally we have someone we can actually kind of cheer for who's not just there to 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 satisfy you know the who doesn't want to cheer? Who doesn't want to the Bechdel test? It passed the Bechdel test. Who doesn't want to cheer for women? That's the point. Like, I don't know anybody that's like, 
oh man, I can't believe they made a woman. Are you uh, serious? Did you see, I don't did you see know. The any... Did you see the backlash to the first, to the last few Star Wars movies? I don't All know. All of them were like, no, seriously, like the fanboys really? like, living, living on Reddit. Yeah, do. <laughs> you don't have to go to Reddit per se, but just, just kind of Google, you know, uh, you know, any of the recent Star Wars movies and, oh. and Ray or, yeah. or whatever the other one's name. I mean, it's, just, I mean, sexism is alive and well um, on all cores of the internet. It stop it. It, it is. I, I don't. And if you're telling me you're going to the internet to find opinions, <laughs> I can go on the internet Ed, and find opinions that like aliens live among us. People are ridiculous on the internet. People are it, ridiculous. <laughs> I I have a very large cross section of friends. Oh my I live. I also live in like the most <sighs> liberal place in the world, Hollywood and Santa Monica, California. Uh, you know. I don't know. I mean, people are just, I don't know anybody who's outraged about like the fact that a woman is starring in a movie. Uh, it just doesn't even, <laughs> it's 2017. And no, I, I agree with your, you. Your, your argument that like there's, I agree there's sexism out there, but it happens in the workplace. It doesn't happen in like the land of like movies. Hollywood is the most liberal place in the world. They're making oh, movies. That's, okay. They're making movies for that's all kinds of wrong. people. <laughs> they they are. Hollywood isn't liberal. Is that what you're telling me? No, 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 Hollywood no. I'm saying, I'm saying, no. I mean, sometimes, and we all saw Get Out. Sometimes some of the worst sexists or racists or whatever could be the so-called liberals. That's all I'm saying. And, and an example I brought up in the group chat, and that was just one example of many. I mean, having been a working writer in Hollywood, I've sat in on some of these meetings where it's, yeah. you know, people way too comfortable <clears throat> with their position just kind of casually being any kind of is you want sexist racist homophobic whatever yeah, but, and and no no see these are the gatekeepers who these are the gatekeepers who 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 help create the art that we see and so yes it's slowly changing but all i'm saying is that you're going to get more dynamic diverse you know interesting stuff like your wonder woman's like your your shondaland tv runs like all that stuff once we have <clears throat> more diverse gatekeepers breaking up the old boys club which is what i'm saying I, I mean, we, again, we're can disagree. we can agree to disagree on this. I, okay, I, I just I don't necessarily agree with you. I, I can go on Netflix right now and find <laughs> any kind of movie that I want to find. If I want to find a movie about Indian people, transsexual people, black people, white people, Chinese people, like there's movies made about everybody. My only point was this. The only thing these people give a shit about is money. And if you make a good movie, it doesn't matter who's starring in it, the head of it, the, head of a movie studio will make a movie as long as it makes money. So, I agree, but sometimes they need to widen their, their vision of what can make you know, a good movie or, or make money. They used to say, I mean, they still say a lot of times that black films don't translate overseas, yet Will Smith is one of the biggest stars in the world. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit, like either not only stereotypes, but also tradition, quote unquote, that a lot of these studio you know, executives still kind of cling to. And, I, and I'm saying from firsthand experience, I have yeah. seen but stereotypes are perpetuated by everybody. Ed. Everybody, everybody's guilty. Not, of but not everybody has people. the power to to uh, well, put out what we see and consume as entertainment. Well, I'm watching a, a, the show that Jamie Foxx hosts the other night, that Beat Shazam show. I thought that we're gonna, this is a movie podcast. We're going to turn this in like some. some no, we're not. Like, but I will say this: like he is he, uh, the beach. First off, how much money is he stealing? to host that show. There's no way Jamie Foxx is funny ever. Yes. But it's three teams of two people and it was two teams were two white guys and there was one team of two young black ladies and everybody was fun but Jamie Foxx kept making fun of the two black girls because they kept missing all the quote unquote black songs <clears throat> and getting all the white songs right. So like everybody's guilty of perpetuating stereotypes. I mean he was accusing them of being from the suburbs. I mean is, is that right? That's probably not helping 
the cause that you're talking about as far as getting rid of stereotypes. But once again, small sample size. And also, I'm pretty sure he's not the executive producer of that show. He's a producer, most likely. He's not the one. He's not the studio executive who put the show on. All I'm, say, all I'm saying is we need better gatekeepers. Words. We need better yeah. gatekeepers. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, he's, I'm not saying he's right. I mean, yeah. he's probably wrong. I'm I didn't see, I didn't see the, the show in that company. Well, I'm yeah, telling you company. what it is. You and right. I do. We did the podcast about the most talented people in Hollywood, and I think my first yes. pick was Jamie Foxx. I'm a sure. huge Jamie Foxx fan. Sure. I actually found the things he was saying to those girls kind of funny. And so did they. And it was just like they missed a Mary J. Blige song, and all the people in the audience booed them. And it was, just, it was funny. But, like, it just goes to that point. Like, people, maybe people are a little too sensitive. You know, <clears> people are joking. And stereotypes for, you know, stereotypes are funny, dude. They are. There's well, I mean, stereotypes are, are stereotypes because they're often based in truth. So, I mean, I, yeah. I don't disagree with that. All I'm saying is that <laughs> I, I appreciate that you live in the world you want to see. I, unfortunately, yeah. have to live in the world that we're in now, but while still trying to make changes to be in the world that we want to see. That's all fair, I'm saying. Fair enough. I, my point at the end of the day was just I thought Wonder Woman was like an average movie. And for it to be like a linchpin and like the cornerstone <laughs> of some kind of like women's power movement. That just says something not great for the women's movement. If you're going to hang your hat on Wonder Woman, no. What it's what it's what it says not great is that that we put out so few you know fully uh, focused female films that you know people are going to hang their hat think, on this. I, I didn't, <laughs> but I just didn't think it was a good movie. I didn't care if a man or a woman. I thought was it was good. I didn't think it was great though. That whole, yeah. I mean, now let, let's agree on this. That whole love story felt a little tacked on. They're totally. they're they're in the repartee. The kind of like you know she's naive, he's worldly, but she's got like this inner purity. Whatever was really good. The second you make that like you know romantic or sexual, I was like, do we have to go there? I mean. She went from zero to 30 real quick. Man. From never even seeing a dude to like throwing down with him. Again, spoiler alert. That felt like the fourth writer's rewrite. Like, I'm going to go in here, get paid, you know, 200 grand to fix like four scenes and shoehorn a love story in there. That's what that felt like. Here's my last Wonder Woman question for you. All right. Okay. If if one of the themes, again, apologies, spoiler alert, is that (laughs) only a god can kill another god was what they said many times. Uh Why? Did uh, Robin Wright Penn, a.k.a. Okay. Claire Underwood, yes. have, to, have to take a bullet for, for Wonder Woman if she <clears throat> can't be killed by a mortal man? But, she, but didn't she like half God, half, you know, human? I mean, she was born of, uh, of, of the, that one God plus um, her mother. So Hippolyta, Hippolyta, whatever. Like, I think she, she can get hurt, right? Like, she just heals super quick. Well, I'll say this. Those ladies were all smoke shows, and I would be more than happy. I would be more than happy to serve serve in that army. Long live the Amazons, brother. More more water, please. Yeah, and you know what? And actually, speaking of Claire Underwood having finished House Card Season 5, it was great to see her. I mean, you know, it's totally badassing it, you know, know, right to bear arms, Michelle Obama style, just handling her business. You yeah, know, arrows at a time. I mean, it was it was really that, that was that was really fun. I enjoyed that. She was great. The movie was too fucking long though. Two hours twenty one minutes. All right, it people, was too long. I told totally you, people agree. have lives to live. All right, we got places to go. <laughs> and speaking of, let's dive right into the feature oh, presentation as well as our call our co call sheets of the week. Michael Volante and Gamble twenty four seven. Congratulations to both of you guys. And their strategy proved to be the winning one. It cut was a. Uh, come from behind victory, seeing how we had, once again, hand scoring, but also uh, some late reporting uh, movies to the system. And it basically came down to it comes at night. It comes at night. 
Uh, wide release, it did okay, about, I guess, uh, just under $6 million, uh, in wide release. I actually was hoping or thinking it was going to be more of a limited release. It was at $25.33, and that proved to be the difference, as they both did a six-pack that comes at night, sandwiched around a headliner stack of Wonder Woman, and kind of, you know, punting a bit with everything, everything, and the boss baby for the respective limited and platform release call sheets. What do you think about a call sheet strategy like this, J.W.? It was, I think most of the people at the top had the same strategy with the six-pack of uh, It Comes at Night. It underperformed right. a little bit. I think we all were looking for like $10 million. Um, sure. So it, it just kind of felt like it was a two-movie week, to be honest, because you could stack Wonder Woman, you're going to six-pack It Comes Tonight, and then who's going to pick two movies better than everybody else? Right. And, you know, I didn't choose very well, you didn't choose very well, but Michael and, uh, and Gamble 24-7 did, so they take the prize. And big shouts to Gamble 24-7, our all-time money leader, crossed the $1,300 mark Jeez. in a free game. That's rent, damn it. I mean, I mean, may not in L.A., but Vegas, that's rent. Bro, I was just going to say, you're paying people's rent, man. You're making dreams come true. That's very, uh, very impressive. This game is awesome. You do a great job. you got to hand score oh, this shit you. like half the time. Oh, you're grinding yes. it out. So, like, we're all very thankful for, uh, you know, all the work you put in because – you know, we all love the game. The game's getting bigger. The like you said, the group chat is blowing up all the time now. Yeah, it's a lot. So of much fun. great analysis. So yeah. much analysis in the group yeah. chat. Y'all have to check it out. It it really is something to behold. I mean, we have a guy who works in movie theater. We have a guy who used to work at, in in movie theater administration. I mean, we're getting the inside dope uh, in, in these group chats. I mean, if you really want to succeed, if you want to excel, because sometimes we hear grumbling occasionally. Oh, it's hard to win, or the same people win all the time. It's because we're in the group chat. We're openly trading strategies. You know, you know, no collusion going on. Just totally just sharing information, figuring out what's going to hit and then we go off in our old corners and figure out our own strategy but it really is informative it's definitely influenced my strategy since uh, since it's popped off so yes t- check out the group chat it's in it's it's in uh, most of our newsletters if not on our facebook page proper and we tweet it tweet out uh, or put on facebook you know a couple times a week some links to the group chat definitely check it out marcus graham's secret to his salmon <laughs> a case uh-huh. of a draft definitely strong jay strong jay you girl you girl, <laughs> absolutely. So let's take a look at your call sheet, J. Dev. Let me let me, let me uh, read this. So let's see what's what happened. Because I think you beat me this week, didn't you? Yes, you did. I don't, right I don't behind even a participation medal. I mean, I guess I finished sixth, which was in the money. Well, Fair. we got you on the podcast. Might as well hear your strategy. Uh, I mean, my, like I said, my strategy was pretty simple. I mean, two Wonder Woman <laughs> six it comes at nights, and then you know, do my best as far as picking. Yeah. You know. And actually, and actually, Snatch at at a runtime was limited, so uh, we're projecting it's going to be platform this week. And okay. yeah, and so, and actually, I remember I think I did go over your call sheet on the preview, and my only grouse was uh, three idiotas. I just figured it kind of ran out of gas. Yeah, it did. Um, totally ran platform. out of gas. Yeah. I didn't love that call. I, I wasn't real. Like I didn't really enjoy my two movies I picked. Like other than, <laughs> other than the two, I, I wasn't feeling very confident. So, and, and that, so that's I got sixth game. place. Yeah, sixth place, five bucks, I believe, or yeah. maybe eight seventy-five. And that's the thing about this game is that because there's so many sharp players out there, I mean, it's going to be a, a, a matter of points, or in some weeks, fractions of points is going to separate you from the next spot or the top spot. Yeah, uh, the week, the weeks of like you know, kind of backdooring a, a first, second, or third are over. Like you, <laughs> you need to like be on your game every week if you want to crack the top three with this these group of like assassins. So. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the group chat really has actually since the advent of the group chat, I think the scores have been getting sharper. The <clears throat> the divisions a little, little bit, you know, uh, less less wide. So yeah, definitely, you know, love seeing the evolution of strategy in this game. My call sheet it had the it comes in night six pack and the Wonder Woman headliner stack. My differentiation was Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the long haul bad, but it was cheap. And then also uh, Churchill, which I I guess I thought was going to do better than it did. It actually shed some screens. It's only on 187 screens last weekend. And it just did what it did. Um, I guess not, not enough people in America or North America share my love of historical fiction. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of eyeballing that too. I, I probably would have gone Churchill if I didn't do what I did. So I was screwed either way. Fair enough. Now let's take a look at ring balls in third place real quick. Always a strong player. Off the schneid. Didn't cash last week. Back in black this week. And what, he had the similar construction, the 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 eight-pack uh, that's come before with his differentiation being Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the long haul and limited release, and Alec Baldwin from Paris Can Wait. And actually, Paris Can Wait did really well. It was, yeah, it was Diary, man. Diary sold us out. I wonder what we could have gotten for 6,600 that could have done better than Diary limited release. I don't know. But that Diary just dropped so many screens. Yeah. You know, that I, I just I, I couldn't see myself taking it. I'm actually kind of shocked Nick took it because I mean, what did it lose? It lost like 1,100 screens last week. It, it lost. Yeah, it. it's like 1,500. It's on 1,500 screens, I think. It's, it's, yeah, it took a dip. It took a big dip. I mean, anybody out there, if like maybe it's your first time, like, you know, listening to podcasts or even playing, you're on the group chat, Box Office Mojo has the best tools. To see like how many True. movies on, to see how it's done the week before, if it's not a new release, and absolutely it gives you comparative movies if you click on the movie to see how movies yes. that are like it did. So just like mess around with Box Office Mojo. There's a lot of really really good stuff on there, and that that's a really crucial point, Jay Devlin, because you better than anyone else I know know how to research some damn stats, and you were showing me some stuff last time you were on the podcast about how to make box office mojo more effective and you know i've been doing this thing for like three years essentially <laughs> you jump on here it's dipping around and figuring out like comparative genres and just you know you know, you really do uh take the uh, best advantage of box office mojo than anyone i know so really yeah, key yeah. Point. hey man that's the key to a six plate finish man you know <laughs> you, you grind out that metadata to a six plate six plate finish and you're, you're good there to you go, go. Well, well, and rounding out the top five, let's take a look at Bethy Volante real quick, and she's quickly becoming one of my favorite players. You know what? Some might even say, if you're listening, Jay Bird, taking no, the Kelly spot. Taking the Kelly spot. Where's Kelly, damn it? Bring your wife back. She's my favorite player. She hasn't shots, played in like a month. Shots fired right there. Damn straight. I miss Kelly. Bring her back. And mazel tov to your incoming bundle of joy. Okay, so yes, and and basically same construction, except she did one less It Comes at Night, doubled down on a Paris Can Wait headliner stack, and then Snatched, which just, you know, did what it did. So actually, it's, actually Snatched got min min value or, or min uh, min scoring this week. Ugh, yeah, it was at like nine. I mean, as a limited release, it did like like. 400,000? I mean, we had to round it up. It was pretty terrible. So um, that's, I mean, she's only behind by a little over three points. So she's right there in the middle of the pack. Um, I mean, you know, I guess the husband still is in the lead for now. But, you know, let's keep an eye out on Bethany Volante coming for that top spot. She's And her learning curve has really accelerated over the last three weeks. We're definitely looking forward to her call sheets. This one is Jay Bird to round out our top five. And he also had... Uh, Wonder Woman headliner stack. It comes at night. Six pack. Three idiotas and Diary of a Wimpy Kid. The long haul. 
Interesting. So almost kind of like your call sheet, but a little bit different with, I guess, the, was it Wimpy Kid? or with the Wimpy Kid, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, the big he, difference. And then he was in fifth place. I think he just edged you out by like a fraction of a point. So yeah, because was... I got I got min points on Snatch, and he got 1.85 mm. on the uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So. Damn, that's all it takes. 0.5 point yeah. difference. Actually, 0.45 point difference is all it takes from fifth to sixth. So, yeah, so keep keep getting those really tough – Tight scores, everybody. It's it's going to be a dogfight to get to the top of the, the the pack each week. And speaking of, let's take a look at next week's slate of movies. Uh, we've got five newcomers: The Book of Henry, which um, once again another example of a movie opening a little too wide, but it's got Nicole Kidman, so they're going to go on 575 screens. It really feels like a platform movie, but whatever. Uh, All eyes on me. Tupac can't wait for that shit. Stop. <laughs> it, Oh, are you serious? That movie yes. does not look good. Tupac, full disclosure, is my favorite <laughs> rapper of all time. I love okay. Tupac. I'm a Tupac guy. The guy looks just like Tupac. Yes, that movie looks freaking terrible. It looks what? terrible. What? It, it says, Straight out of Compton was fire. It was yep. so fucking awesome. But and, but in the trailers for Straight Out of Compton, I mean, even you had to be like, I don't know how this is gonna play, if it's gonna be good or not. So I mean, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because I am a Tupac fan as well, and it's I don't know, I just got too much faith in in some of the filmmakers. I think a friend of mine did some consulting or writing work on the film, so I'm excited. I can't wait. To what's next? Like a cool Mo D movie, and then they're gonna do like a doing everything, you know, like a, a big bad daddy, boy movie, a Big Daddy Kane movie. Then we can do a Beastie Boys movie. No. Straight out of Compton, NWA planted the flag first. They got there first. They killed it. Everybody after them is a poser and just trying to ride their <laughs> coattails. Rant over. Uh, full, full disclosure, I did read a, a script. I don't know if it was a production script. But I did read like a, a fairly f- advanced script for uh, Straight Out of Compton. And the script was great. Like It took me back. I read it in the evening. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is fun. I had no idea it was going to do what it did. Like I thought it'd do like, you know, 45, 50 million, be seen by niche audiences. But, you know, very, very excited it did what it did. But also with the, with the spoils come, you know, you know uh, so the, the downside. The downside to making a movie like that that did so much business is that you're going to get all these knockoffs. I hear a Bad Boy totally. movie's on the works. I hear uh, – oh, actually, this one, this one I can't wait. This one I can't wait for. Actually, Bad Boy would be interesting because they had so much drama. But this one I really can't wait for is – I read this on Deadline this morning. They're developing a – Movie for Luther Campbell, Doctor Luke. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's called, called, rated X. That thing's gonna be incredible. Yeah, it's called the U. It was a thirty for thirty. I mean, you can, <laughs> you, can you can see. What, I love Luther Campbell, but let me ask you a question. Yeah. I, again, I love Tupac. I, mm-hmm. I love Bad Boy. I was always okay. a big. I'm a big Mace guy. I love Mace. Oh um, man, Mace is great. <laughs> that being said, none of those people had even like a tenth of the cultural impact that NWA did which is why the NWA movie resonated with people so well because we all remember it was like a JFK 9-11 moment when Straight Outta Compton came out and you're sitting there on like I was up in my room with the door shut, the lights off, (laughs) my foamy Sony Walkman headphones over my ears listening to Fuck the Police and like hoping my mom didn't walk in and scream (laughs) at me and like that music like changed like rap music for me. Well, so here's here's the thing about Tupac, and this this I mean, you may not you know, realize, but he actually was. I, I won't say it was it wasn't as transformational, pop, possibly as NWA per se, because they were the ones who originally did it. But his story is compelling as hell. 
Because his mother's a Black Panther, totally yeah. raised, you know, <clears throat> in 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 a in a strong black tradition. The guy was an, I mean, it was an actor, like a legit actor, went to like I think Baltimore School of Performing Arts or something. He's, Bro, I mean, Birdie, he's got Birdie from Above the Rim. He killed it. Yeah, no, he's got he's got levels to him, and I'll never forget. Yeah. And I mean, I'll never forget this. He spoke because uh, I, I must have been in like high school or or just out of high school. I was really involved with NAACP when I was growing up. Their AXO program, <clears throat> which is like the Academic Olympics for uh, uh, for the arts and, and sciences. And I'll never forget watching a video of him speaking extemporaneously about how you know the old civil rights tradition you know is kind of dead and how we need to revive it. He's like, you know, you know, people are are marching for marches that we marched on. This is bullshit. You know, we need to, you know, he was like, he was brain straight fire off top of his head. Like he was, he was really about that life, which is why I think it's gonna be a really compelling movie to see him war with those sides of himself, the really trifling, you know, I get around type side to him and digital underground, night. starting just, with digital yeah, underground, exactly with with his more kind of revolutionary, raised by a Black Panther mother, you know, uh, you know, uh, side and seeing those two wars. I think it's gonna be compelling. So I can't Bro. wait. Again, I'm a huge Tupac fan. You're going like, to see it, aren't you, though? You're going to see it. Immensely talented guy across the board. He wasn't mm-hmm. just a rapper. I mean, as you said, the guy could do no wrong. We were robbed of like 30, 40 years of this guy's genius. Man. You know, because he got assassinated. But like, you know, it, it, I don't know. The movie looks okay. I'll probably wait for it to come on HBO, though. If All right. Well, I'll, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm debating whether it's going to be the official uh, Cinema Draft post-lock movie, but it's going to be seen this that weekend. It's 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 got to go down. I'm very excited by the movie. Um, Rough Night is also an interesting movie I'm looking forward to. The one with um, <clears throat> with the bachelorette party that goes, that kind of swerves uh, yeah. into manslaughter, I guess would be the term. Uh-huh. Um, looking forward to that one. Uh, ScarJo. Scar and actually, ScarJo is really not even the draw for me in that movie because I love Broad City. I love Ilana Glazer. She's hysterical. Jillian Bell's great. And then Kate McKinnon. She she's Bay and doesn't even know it yet. She is playing an Australian accent. I mean, she that, that looks like it's gonna be fun. My my movie, my my girls' movie of the summer though is still Girls Trip, so I'm still waiting on that. But Rough Night might tide me over for the next month and a half. Uh, Cars three can't never bet against Pixar. Just don't do it. And then 47 yeah. meters down, which seems like a take on what was that shark movie? The 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 shallow something. The shallows. Yes. Yeah. last year with uh, Blake Lively. It looks kind of like that, so I'm definitely going to pass on that. But those are the five newcomers this weekend. <clears throat> uh, some interesting some interesting pricing this week. Uh, uh, I'll go into it in, in depth when I record tonight the hour-long pod, but uh, you're looking at a at kind of bare minimum for 47 meters down, some possibly decent value with all eyes on me, starting at 8,200, going to 88. Cars clocking in at 22,000 up to 23,000 for Owen Wilson as a headliner. ScarJo's 10,500 down to Paul W. Downs 9,300 in Rough Night, and The Book of Henry 5,700 up to Naomi Watts 6,500 as a headliner. Any of these kind of jump out of you this week, Jay Devlin? Uh, I mean, Cars is going to be huge. All these Pixar movies. I can't think of another like kids movie that's out right now. So that I feel like I haven't looked at any estimates. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that's going to be pretty huge. Um, yeah, I, I've seen I've been seeing stuff saying like in the sixty range, which is actually about average for Pixar. So that that makes that sounds about right. Yeah, like Rough Night will be good. It'll be good like a good girls' night out. Like when Bridesmaids came out, you'd go to the theater and be like four or five girlfriends getting together, going out, having some cosmos. You know, so I, it's gonna it's gonna be funny. I'm looking forward to Rough Night. Actually, I think that's probably the movie I'd, I'd like to see the most. Oh, okay. Week. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, had some some pretty steep. Price drops. The Mummy's down under seventeen thousand. Even uh, Wonder Woman actually 
down okay down to about eighteen thousand five hundred. so still kind of pricey but there might be some mix and matching situations here we might want to some exposure to wonder woman along with cars i mean it'll be very interesting to see this i think this week's gonna be more wide open than normal because so many of these movies have breakout potential i mean wonder woman you can kind of count on the, those first two weeks but this week it's definitely playing second fiddle might even play third fiddle depending on how if some of these movies take off cars is going to be far and away the number one but how much cars can you afford how much cars do you want uh, i think there are definitely some some strategies that i haven't even started to think of yet where you could stack smaller films with potential with a combination of some bigger films yeah there's gonna be a lot of ways to go which is oh, they're always the fun weeks like you know no offense to last week but last week was kind of boring because we all had the eight eight of the same movies and we just like picked two this week will be totally different this week is going to be wide open a lot of different ways to go and it's gonna be good looking forward to it yeah it's, it's gonna be a real interesting strategy week and as usual thanks for hanging with us everybody thanks for supporting cinema draft and this podcast also i'd like to be the first to show off our brand new WeFunder page. What is WeFunder? It is basically like Kickstarter, but for companies. So instead of buying a product, you can actually own a piece of the company. Come check us out at WeFunder.com slash CinemaDraft. And for $100, for just $100 or more, you can own a piece of the company. We have really cool investor perks, including uh, movie ticket passes, swag, and even if you give with both hands, hard enough, uh, 50,000 level, we'll fly you out for dinner, damn it. So yes, or I'll fly to you for dinner or something. I got to check the perks again. But yeah, so there are a lot of good stuff um, you can get being an investor in Cinema Draft. Uh, feel free to check it out and share it with your friends. And we'd love to see you guys you know, invest in the company. Our success will be your success. All right, so plug your ish, Jay Devlin, what you got? Yeah, the huge man, mostly sports on uh, iHeartRadio, UBN Radio every Monday, 12 to 2 Pacific Standard Time. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook Live, like us on Facebook Live. We have about 1,000 views every week just on Facebook Live during the show. The, the chat is straight fire. It's a live show. You can call in. Uh, you can very see, responsive to chat. Yeah, very can, responsive to chat. We definitely are very interactive with the people listening. Um, you can see me in Gen Gentleman's Fury, movie out on Vimeo On Demand. <laughs> Fantastic right. movie, uh, great tennis movie. Not a lot of great tennis movies out there. Really funny, a lot of talented people. Check it out, Gentleman's Fury, Vimeo On Demand. And that's about it, man. At Vegas TBT coming up. We're playing on ESPN July 15th. I'll be out there hanging with uh, the CEO, Eduardo Jackson, yes. playing some poker <laughs> mid-July. Looking forward to that. That's everything, brother. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> I, I had to go put Gentleman's Fury up there for the people because, you know, I mean, there it, it takes balls to play. <laughs> it, dude, it's pretty, It's actually really funny. We had Ben and Jake. Ben's the star, the guy in the middle, and the guy on his left is Jake. Okay. Really funny guys. The movie is actually really funny. And I told them on the show, if the movie sucked, I would have told them. Right. But it really, it really was, it really was pretty good. So, <laughs> these you know? balls play, and also I'm, I'm gonna call my shot too. Scavati called me out <laughs> about Game of Thrones, and we are due for 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 me to be back up on that show sometime. I don't care if I have to call in or next time I'm in LA, I'll come in studio. But you know, I will truck no Game of Thrones slander up in this piece. All right, no Game of Thrones slander, damn it. And also, and, and also, it'd probably uh, be good for the plug. <laughs> The WeFunder as well. But Wait, yes, do you remember uh, what he said? Do you remember what he said about Game of Thrones? He's on like season four. He goes, I get it. Joffrey's a dick. There's some <laughs> dragons and like winners <laughs> around the corner. Uh, what else is there? 
Oh that my was, god! That was how he broke down Game of Thrones. That is the worst. I, so I'm I'm actually so there's a show called uh, Binge Mode. It's a it's a podcast we're doing on the Ringer, and it is fucking fantastic. They're basically taking uh, ten episodes at a time, dumping, um, doing like I don't want to say play by play, but doing like in depth analysis of each episode. There's sixty episodes of Game of Thrones. They're doing ten. So for the next like ten six weeks up until the the season premiere, season seven, they're dumping ten episodes, like a full season's worth of binge mode analysis every Monday, and it is fantastic. But of course, it's not going to appeal to Scavati's because he's not paying attention. He's probably day drinking while he's watching the shit. But this is for the diehards, and it is a treat. It is such a treat. And you get a lot of in-depth stuff that you totally missed because that whole mythology is so dense. And, and I mean, those books are like a 1,000 pages long, and so you kind of get a, the backstory where you need it to make everything make a little more sense. I love it. I love binge mode. I love Game of Thrones. Second favorite show of all time. Yeah, well, I'll leave that up to you and Scavati next time you come in the studio, <laughs> next time you're in L.A. You guys can take that one. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, on that note, we are out of here, and y'all know what to do. Go see a movie or something.